praise team, that was bionic, amen? I appreciate that so very much. You know, the Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Who here wants to please God? Show me. Can I tell you that's a good answer? Amen? Well, uh, can I also tell you that the way to do that is through faith? Walking by faith, God calls us to walk by faith. As Christians, we should all want to walk the path that God wants us to walk. As Christians, we should all want to trust Him to provide for us and to protect us in every situation. But how many of us do it? How many of us truly walk by faith? And in reality, what is walking by faith? Well, to be clear, walking by faith is not a carefree, la-di-da, whatever-will-be-will-be attitude for living. It's much more than that. No, walking by faith in its basic form is an issue of trusting God. If you trust God, you will walk by faith. Walking by faith simply means that we will do what God wants us to do. We trust God that he's right and maybe we're not. And so we're going to trust God to do what we want to do. We're also going to seek his will and we're going to trust God's plan for our lives, for our families, and also for our church. But in most cases, if you're anything like me, I want to know all the details before I take that first step of faith. Amen? Let us not be like that because that is not walking by faith. That is walking by sight. And there is a big difference. There may be times, friend, when God's way don't make sense. You might shake your head at God or roll your eyes at God because you don't think that His way makes sense. But listen here, trusting Him leads us to follow Him even when we're unsure where He's leading. And not only as individuals, but as a church family, we have a choice. We can walk by faith, or we can walk by sight. God wants you to walk by faith. Now, walking by faith may require you to do a number of things. It may require you to do a number of things that you can't do on your own. You're going to need God. Can you imagine him asking you to do such a thing? That you would have to rely on his power, rely on his ability, trust in his sovereign plan. But one thing that I've learned, about walking by faith is that every time I've done it, the reward has been great joy in my life. I've never felt more purpose-filled. I've never felt like I was more in line with God's will than when I was walking 
by faith in what God wants me to do. Now, I know that it's easy to talk about walking with, by faith. It's quite another to actually do it. And so we need a good example. We need some direction. And God's Word gives us that direction this morning. In Matthew chapter 14, I believe that's page 863 in the Bibles in front of you, if you want to follow along with me. In Matthew 14, Peter and some other disciples were in a boat and they had just witnessed Jesus feed 5,000 men plus their wives and kids, plus their wives and kids with five loaves of bread and two fish. Now all along their path with Jesus, they had seen many signs that would prove, that would reveal that Jesus was indeed the Son of God. So as we look at our verses today, I want you to see what it takes to walk by faith. And furthermore, why walking by faith should be so important to you. Matthew 14, beginning in verse 22, follow along with me. Immediately, say immediately. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get in the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out for fear. But immediately, say immediately. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Jesus, and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Say it, Kyson. And immediately, say immediately. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. What does it take? To walk by faith. And why is it so important? Well, first of all, walking by faith requires vision. If we're going to make the effort to walk by faith, friend, you're going to need a little vision. You're going to need to be able to see things. See things for the way they can be, not necessarily for the way that they are. 
One illustration of this is my favorite, and it's about Ice Hockey Hall of Famer Wayne Gretzky. A reporter asked Wayne Gretzky how in heaven's name he had been so successful throughout his ice hockey career. And he answered this way. He said, I skated to where the puck was going to be. I skated to where the puck was going to be. That's what we have to do. A person with vision see things for where they're going to be, not necessarily for where they are right now. We need to have that same vision. Now, in our verses today, we find the disciples have been fighting the wind, fighting the waves. It's after 3 o'clock in the morning, and they see something. Someone appears to be walking on the surface of the water. They're petrified, thinking that it's a ghost. It's an apparition. It's a phantasm. But Jesus reassures them, hey boys, it's just me. Then incredibly, one of the disciples on board has a little vision. He has a little vision about how things can be, not just how they are. And in verse 28, Peter asks Jesus if he too can walk on the water. You see what it said in verse 28? Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. Think about this. Peter's a fisherman. Peter knows people can't walk on water. Peter knows that if you're in the middle of the lake without a boat holding you up, pretty soon you're going to find out what the bottom of that lake looks like. Amen? He knows that. Walking on water made no sense. But Peter had a little vision to know that with Jesus, all things are possible. Amen? All things are possible. He knew that the only way he was going to walk on water is if Jesus made it possible. He knew that the only way that he was going to walk on water is if Jesus commanded it to be so, then he would make it happen. Friend, if you desire to walk by faith, and we all agreed that we wanted to, we all agreed that we should, if you desire to walk by faith, you cannot have limited vision. You have to be able to see things for how they might be, how they can be, how God wants them to be, not necessarily how they are right now. You've got to come to the realization that with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. So what is your vision, friend, for Bethel Baptist Church? Have you thought about what this church is going to look like in five years? Have you thought about what this church is going to look like in 10 years? Have you thought about what this church is going to look like in 50 years? I happen to believe that the possibilities are limitless because God is able to do mighty things through a remnant, through a, a select few that would be obedient and would walk by faith. As a church, if we're willing to have a little vision, 
If we're willing to walk by faith, God will lead us into places that we can never dream of. But you've got to have a little vision. Not only a vision for your church, but what about a vision for your life? Do you really believe that God can and will do great things through little old you? Do you believe that he'll do that? Do you believe that that's possible? Do you believe that there's a place where he wants you to be that you've not yet reached yet? What is that vision for your life? I don't know the answer to that question. But here's what I can tell you. Great vision brings great success. Walking by faith requires great vision. And great vision will bring great success if you'll just have a little vision. See, people who walk by faith, they're not limited by how things are right now. Because they know that God is perfectly capable of changing things as they are now. They dream big things because they serve a big God. Amen. So walking by faith requires vision. But let me tell you something else. Walking by faith also requires courage. So the disciples had been fighting the wind. They'd been fighting the waves. Early in the morning, they just had the life scared out of them by this apparition walking on the sea. But you know something that I noticed? They were all in the same boat together just like we are in the same boat together walking by faith and you know what they were probably pretty exhausted they were obviously very scared but despite that fear despite that fatigue Peter has the courage to get out of the boat There in verse 29, Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Peter asked Jesus if he could get out of the boat. And, and Jesus said, come on, boy. Come on. And do you know what that crazy Peter had the nerve to do? He confounded everything that he knew to be true. And he actually got out of the boat, started walking on the surface of the water toward Jesus. I didn't say it. God said it. Do you think it might have taken a little courage to get out of a perfectly seaworthy boat in the midst of a storm? Do you think Peter was courageous or stupid? You see, sometimes the world will mock you for walking by faith. But I believe that each one of us here this morning has been asked by Jesus to get out of your boat. Get out of your boat and walk by faith. But fear paralyzes us. Fear keeps us in the boat. Fear of how the world will view us keeps us from getting out of the boat. 
Friend, what area of your life, what area of your life is God asking you to get out of your boat? Jesus says to you in the same way he said to his disciples. Be of good cheer. Be of good courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. Friend, are you an individual Christian that's afraid to get out of the boat? Are we a church that is afraid to get out of its boat and do things that God would have us to do? Man, it takes some courage. It takes courage to get out of that boat. You know why? Because we think that the boat is the place of security. We think that the boat is the place of safety. But the place of security and the place of safety is found dead center in the will of God, not in the boat. So don't let fear keep you from experiencing the joy of walking by faith. It requires vision and it requires courage. But walking by faith also requires focus. Let me read to you from verse 30 again. But when he, Peter, saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So, when Peter had the vision, when Peter had the courage to get out of the boat, what happened? He got out, and the power of the Lord was made manifest as this normal human being walked on the surface of the water. Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus, the Bible says. But I found something interesting. In verse 29, Peter's walking on the surface of the water. In verse 30, he's beginning to sink. What happened? Do you ever fear that you'll sink by following the Lord's will? Do you ever fear that you'll sink doing what God has asked you to do? Do you fear that if our church began to walk by faith that we'll sink? After all, when Peter tried walking on water, when Peter tried walking by faith, he began to sink. So, did Jesus fail Peter? Was Jesus leaning back and just watching him drown? No. During the storm, Jesus never moved. Jesus never moved. Peter starts looking around as if he did. Peter starts looking around, and what does he see? Peter sees obstacles. Hindrances 
to doing the will of God. He sees obstacles. His focus was diverted from Jesus, his Savior. He took his eyes off the Lord, and all of a sudden, walking by faith didn't seem to be like a very good idea anymore. Peter was terrified, and he cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. See, when you have the vision and the courage to get out of the boat, you got to then keep your focus squarely on the Lord and what he wants you to do. It's almost as if once you get out of the boat, that's when the real work starts. Because then you really have to keep your eyes, you have to keep your gaze upon Jesus. Because it's then we realize how much we need him. Now there are times when every one of us get out of our boat and we begin to lose focus. And you know what happens? We start sinking just like Peter did. Just like Peter did. But what did Peter do? He got his focus back on Jesus. He got his focus back on Jesus. What did Jesus do? Verse 31. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. He wasn't going nowhere unless Jesus said it was okay. So if we're going to, to walk by faith, we've got to keep our focus on Jesus. He helped Peter right out of that water. Right when he got into a pinch, he helped him out of that water. He didn't sit back and watch him drown. So walking by faith requires great vision. It requires a little courage. But it also, friend, requires focus. Focus on Jesus Christ. But to finish this morning, I want to show you that walking by faith produces joyful results. Check out verse 32. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Here are a few results that you're going to get if you'll make the choice this morning to walk by faith. Number one, walking by faith instigates prayer. When you get out of your boat, you're going to see how much you need to be conversing with your master. You're going to see how much you need prayer. When Peter starts sinking, what does he do? He cries out of prayer. Lord, save me. You may need that same thing. You may need to shout out, Lord, save me. As we make decisions as individual believers and as a church family to walk by faith, we need to spend more time in prayer. From the top down, friend, we need to spend more time in prayer because we need to know where God wants us to go. But walking by faith also motivates sacrifice. When you're walking by faith, you will be motivated to sacrifice. When you see God doing big things in our midst, you're going to want to be a part of it. It's contagious. You're going to be a part of it. Now, I don't know all of God's plan for this family. But what I do know is that when we all decide that we're going to walk by faith in the Lord, we will be moved. We will be moved to give unselfishly, to give sacrificially, of our time, of our talents, and of our treasures.
will be moved to sacrifice. But walking by faith also stimulates harmony. This is important. When we all step out on faith together, when we all walk by faith together, there's this incredible sense of harmony that we're going to have. It's a, the spirit of familyship. It's the spirit of a body going in one direction because we understand this. Hey, man, we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. However, if some want to walk by faith and others want to walk by sight, you know what there's going to be? Division. The church family will be split. The church body will be divided because the body of Christ can only go in one direction. We have to be together. In fact, I read that it's been said that soldiers in a barracks have a tendency to fight and bicker. But you put soldiers on the field of battle, now all of a sudden they become united because they know that their lives depend on one another. I want you to know this morning, my life depends on you. Our lives depend on one another. And if we're walking by faith together, we're going to realize that we need each other. Just as if we were in a battle. So walking by faith requires prayer and sacrifice and, and creates harmony within the family. But it also produces praise to Jesus. That verse 3 just makes my heart swell. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him saying, Truly you are the Son of God. You see, when we start walking by faith as a family... When we start praising Jesus as a family, when we start worshiping God as a family, this church steps out in faith, and everybody, I mean everybody's going to know that God did it. Say that. Say, God did it. Amen. Amen. God did it. All praise goes to him. But walking by faith will also strengthen your trust. When you see what God can do, when you're walk by faith, you're walking in faith, leads you to trust him more, you're going to become stronger as a believer. And can I tell you that God desires that from you? He wants you to be stronger. He wants you to trust him more. That's what walking by faith does. It strengthens your trust. But finally, walking by faith also produces excitement. Can you imagine how Peter felt? Getting out of that boat and walking on the surface of the water. He might have been as excited as Brother Bill. Amen? He was excited as he stepped out and walked on the water. I mean, are you kidding me? Walking on the surface of the water? I'm going to do that one day. Amen? It's exciting to be in the center of God's will. It's exciting, friend, to be part of a church where God is doing great things. And he's doing them right here in our midst. So y'all, as we reflect on Matthew's eyewitness testimony of what happened that day. As I close, I want to share with you three words that you repeated earlier. I want to share with you three immediately's. In verse, 27, verse 22, look at it. Immediately, 
after feeding 5,000 men and their families, while the miracle was still fresh on their minds, Jesus sent those disciples out into the sea to test them. When you walk by faith, expect to be tested. Second, immediately, verse 27. When Jesus saw the trouble of the disciples and the fearfulness of the disciples, he identified him as the master of the sea, master of the winds, master of the waves. And what did he do? He comforted them and he encouraged them. You see, when you walk by faith, Jesus walks with you. Number three, verse 31, immediately. Immediately when Jesus saw Peter sinking in distraction, in fear, in impending death, after crying out, Lord, save me, what did Jesus do? He reached down there and he did. He saved him, caught him, and then stilled the storm. You see, when you walk by faith, not only will your faith be tested, not only will Jesus walk with you, but Jesus will save you and he'll still your storm. And what was the result of these three immediately's? Every single person in the boat worshipped God and proclaimed him to be the Son of God. So how are you doing? How are you doing with your walk of faith? Have you lacked vision? Have you been scared to death and therefore lacked courage? Have you said, Bill, I've given that a try and I ended up falling on my face and I had to call out, Lord, save me. Can I tell you, you're right where God wants you. He wants you to return your focus to him. And when you do these things, the promise of scripture is this. There will be joyful results. Great things will happen in your life if you'll have a little vision, if you'll have a little courage, and if you'll keep your focus on Jesus. You still in the boat? Afraid to get out? Afraid to take that big step of faith? I challenge you today, be courageous. I challenge you today, get out of that boat. Just take a step. Peter did. And Jesus was right there with him. Take the hand of Jesus. Let the Lord Jesus lead you into a relationship with his son. Let him lead you in a relationship with his father, rather. Friend, let him help you become the child of God that God intended you to be. Let him lead you, help you become the servant of the Lord that you are created to be. 
takes a little vision. It takes a little courage. It takes never-ending focus. Today can be your day to get out of the boat. Are you ready to take that step of faith like Peter did? Are you ready to get out of the boat? That's what Jesus wants. Jesus told Peter, come. That's what Jesus says to you this morning too. Come. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we praise you and thank you so much for the power of your word, the power of your will, and the power of worship. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus today, that you help us to get out of these self-created boats that we've made. Father, I pray that you would give us the ability to, to see beyond things for what they are and for what they can be. Father, I pray that we'd be unafraid, courageous, willing just to take that one step, that first step, Lord. Lord, for that person that's never been saved, never come to Christ, Lord, this message means all the more. Lord, I pray that that person whom you're dealing with this morning, the person who you're speaking to right now, when that music starts, they'd have the courage to step out of their boat, to walk by faith, Allow me to show them what the Word of God says about how they can be born-again Christians and have heaven as the assurance of their eternal life. Thank you for loving us like you do and for giving us this incredible, incredible example. Lord, I'm ready to get out of the boat. Make me ready. Prepare me. Give me vision courage and focus and I'll look forward to the joyful results that come in Jesus name and all God's people said amen, amen. please, please stand, stand.